Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the Bible in a year, real fast. Not so fast, but it'll get faster. But we're doing it at what we call 230 miles an hour on the bullet train, looking at the landscape as we go by, and we're getting to see most of it. And what we're going to see is a lot of the things that we learn early on in the Scripture, which is why we're taking so much time in the beginning, is these themes go all the way through the Bible. Now, if you're listening to a podcast, I'm going to suggest that you go to YouTube and find us on either Calvary Chapel 316 or Bible in Delhi Life. My Bible in Delhi Life, there's a few other ones that have similar names, so you might have to search first if you're not used to that, because there's a graphic that's really going to help us with these particular chapters. And it's a little difficult to just speak about it, so you can listen to it and uh, maybe hear, but it would be great if you just went there, and you don't need to necessarily watch the video, but just take a snapshot of it or something, and uh, take a screenshot. However, if you're watching on a computer, take a screenshot on your phone, uh, just take a take a screenshot, and you'll be able to follow along easier. So we're going a little bit backwards because we were in uh, you know, chapter 34 looking at the offering that was given to make all of this. And now we're going to go through the respective parts. But we're going to go through it in a little bit different order than it is in the scriptures. Because if we were in Exodus chapter 25, where we have the offerings for the tabernacle, and then we have the ark and how it's supposed to be made and the table and the lampstand, and then a tabernacle itself, and the oil, and the priestly garments, and all of those things. We're going to do it in a little bit of a different order. So I'm going to see if I can get this screen up there for you, and show this to us, and see if we can't move right along with uh, where we are in the book of Exodus. So hopefully uh, you can see that, and Here's how it works. If you were with us before, you saw that we said that in the lower left-hand corner, this is a representation of what this tabernacle in the wilderness looked like. It's a representative of Jesus. John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us for a little while. He tabernacled among us. Peter uses the same language, a tent. So the tent is your body. Jesus came and he lived in a body, the incarnation, for a little while among us. We went to the top left and we saw that all of the Israelites, all of the tribes, <clears throat> were camped around the tabernacle. So that the tabernacle becomes the center of your life, the center of your social life, the center of your business life, the center of your sexual life, the center of your relational life, everything. So now... What is it that we're going to look at? Well, on the right-hand side, we have sort of a diagram of what we see on the left. We see that all around it is this sort of <clears throat> fence, right? So we will talk about that in a moment, but um, well, let's just jump right in. So you have that idea of that barrier there. You can't get in there. There's a barrier. You can't get in there. Or can you? Well, if you look at the diagram, you see these three little posts here in the front. This is called the gate. 
Well, Jesus himself said that he was the gate. Uh, that doesn't make much sense to us. What does it mean that he's the gate? Well, you would understand this if you were in the ancient world and you understood the way that shepherds worked. They would oftentimes uh, have maybe some stone places that they would go and there was a gate. Sometimes they would make themselves the gate. They would lay in front of the place, the pen that they had the sheep, and they would lay in front of it and be the gate themselves. And so Jesus says that he is the gate. The gate to what? The gateway to salvation. What is salvation? Salvation is the reconciling of our relationship with God and all of the ramifications of that. So we'll be getting into more about that as we move through the Bible, what redemption means, what reconciliation means. <clears throat> but Jesus is the way in. He's the gate. Now, this is kind of interesting because if you look at the gate in the lower left-hand side, there's some, looks like decorations in there. It's made a certain way. You can see in the front that there's some people getting ready to bring their animals in there. They're giving them to the priest. It looks like there's a priest and a person there. The person's bringing the animal and giving the animal to the priest, and there's going to be a sacrifice. Well, we'll talk a lot about sacrifice when we get to Leviticus, but we'll say a few things about it while we're here. So um, what you find is the gate, and that particular gate has different colors in it. Remember, in, if you had looked previously with us, the, they were supposed to bring materials. They were supposed to bring linen, white linen, and things of red and purple and, and blue. And in this, you have all of those colors. You have purple, which speaks to us of royalty. You have red, which speaks to us of the blood, the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You have linen, white linen, which speaks to us of purity. There's uh, Some of these materials have gold interwoven with them, and gold speaking of deity, you know, that which is that which is pure, that which is precious, that which is expensive, that which is above all. And so and so Jesus is all wrapped up in all of that. You see, he is the blue speaking to us of heavenly things. He's the man who came from heaven. He shed his blood for us, the red. He is the purple. He is the king. He is the gold. He is deity. And so you come in through the gate. How do you get into this place that's going to be called the courtyard and then the holy place and the holy of holies? How do you get in there? You get in there when you come through the gate. And when you come through the gate, the gate has all of those colors representing everything that Jesus is. And when you get in there, you can see the picture on the lower left, there's something burning. And if you look at the diagram, it says that that's the brazen altar. And that's where the priests would take these animals and they would sacrifice these animals and they would put them in the fire and they would burn them. Well, the burnt offering means that it's given up completely. Well, Jesus gave up his life completely for us. He became the sacrifice. So when you come into this place, which you can't get into it, you see, because there's a barrier, the way that you come in is you come in through the gate, and the first thing you see in the gate is the sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the sacrifice lamb, the innocent animal dying for the guilty. 
So there it is, the sacrifice and the idea of sacrifice. Now, as you move on in the lower left hand, you see as you go on, there's something there. It looks like a pool. Well, it's called a laver. And when God had them bring all of the equipment in that they needed and all the materials and the cloth and the wood and everything else, um, the women had mirrors and they were to bring these hammered out mirrors that they had. And the laver is going to be made up out of those, those mirrors. And it's got water in it. Now, Titus talks to us about the washing of the water of the word. And the word of God becomes a mirror to us. And so when you come in, Jesus Christ, uh, the sacrifice, and then Jesus Christ, the word. The word, the word that washes us, the word that teaches us, the word that shows us who we are. We see ourselves in the word. And as you go in, then you see this tent. And it's all sort of closed in. All sort of closed in. Well, what you see in the picture on the lower left, <clears throat> you look at the diagram, and there's a little squiggly there, the holy place. So the little squiggly there is called the door. Well, wouldn't you know it that Jesus himself called himself the door. And Jesus is the door to our salvation. So this is all a picture of Jesus. Jesus is the gate, the way that you can come in. Jesus is the sacrifice that you need in order to continue. Uh, Jesus is the word that washes us, that shows us who we are. And then he's the door. And we can go into the holy place through the door. And when you get into this holy place, there's something sort of interesting happening. There's this table of showbread. And this table of showbread has a little ridge around it so the bread can't fall off. There's 12 loaves that are all sort of put together, kind of the way uh, brown and serve rolls are, if you've ever had brown and serve rolls. They're, it's it's one loaf, but they're all separate. Well, that's what it looked like on there. And so it represented the 12 tribes of Israel or the 12 apostles, the people of God. And so there it is that you have fellowship with God in the holy place. And we have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died for us. Now, you also have in there the candlestick, and the candlestick gives light. And of course, what did Jesus say? He said, I am the light of the world. What did he say about the showbread? I am the bread of life. I'm the bread that came from heaven, that God gave you manna in the wilderness, but I am the bread that comes down from heaven, giving us fullness of life and filling us up. And then the candlestick giving us life. Jesus, the light of the world. But what else you find in there is you find this altar of incense. And this altar of incense, well, what, what is that all about? Well, in the book of Revelation, it tells us that the incense is prayers. It's prayers. And we have Jesus, our great intercessor, who is praying for us, who is praying for us. So all of this is representing Jesus. You come in through the gate, you have the brazen altar, the altar of sacrifice, Jesus himself, the laver, Jesus is the word of God. You come in through the door, Jesus said he was the door. And there you have the table of showbread, fellowship with God, and you have the ridge around it where it doesn't fall off. Jesus said, now unto him, well, the scripture says, Jude, now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. You have the light, the candlestick, you have the incense, Jesus our intercessor. And then there's the veil. And inside of that veil is the Holy of Holies, the presence of God. Well, you can't get in there. You can't get in there. That's the presence of God, God Almighty. And we are shielded from it. We are kept out of it. But when Jesus died on the cross, it said that veil was torn in two, and Jesus 
opened up the way for us to have relationship with God and to be able to come into his presence. And so this picture of the tabernacle is a picture of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, and who he is. And so we will look again at it in our next time together and see how this also represents to us the Christian experience, the Christian life and experience. So there it is, that tent right there is a picture of Jesus. So uh, bless you guys. Let's uh, continue on. And we'll say a little bit more about some of these things as well. So bless you. Love you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and give you peace, peace, peace. Bless